BDM Coach Podcast show is hosted by two of the world's leading BDM coaches, Dennis Youssef and Michael Sands from Inspired Growth Training. Both Dennis and Michael have personally signed up 1,500 new doors between them and now coach BDMs and real estate business owners all around the world. For 28 different BDM lead generation activities and KPIs on a free tracking spreadsheet, go to bdmcoach.com. Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means for you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. Hi, it's Dennis here and I am with Michael and we are Inspired Growth Training. This is the BDM Coach podcast show. And if you want to get any more information on the podcast show, please visit bdmcoach.com.au because we've got two free downloads there for you. You know what? And we're not going to talk about those free downloads, Michael. Let the people go and have a look for themselves. Now, Michael, you came up with the topic today, and I think it's a great topic that we're going to be doing, um, the five assumptions that, you know, five assumptions that can lose you the business. This is something that I'm sure we've all done, you know, like at least one or two of these out of the five that we're going to cover. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. And it's it's an easy mistake, right? It is such a simple mistake that people assume that, um, it's theirs. They've won the business, right? Like, and, and you know, more so, more so than not, they're probably right. They have won the business. Yeah. But in this marketplace where landlords are out there and they're contacting multiple um, property managers in the area, like they're out there, they're doing it. They're seeing what, uh, what the service value proposition is of many people now. And, you know, they're not going to say to you, to your face generally, Oh, I thought Dennis was better. Um, or someone down the road, they might talk about price, but generally, you know when you nail something. I mean, Darren Hunter is always saying to us, guys, I nailed that presentation. I nailed yeah. it. And, and he's always right. Always yeah. right. And, and it's interesting because sometimes you can come out of a presentation and you go, oh, you know, I did okay, but the owners or, or whatever, you know, the, the, um, the partying is if you're doing a presentation, they give you the raving reviews, but you may not have felt it. You know, um, but when you're in the zone and sometimes you can, you know, do an amazing presentation when you're presenting to the owners and you just go, well, you know what, I nailed it. I got, I've nailed that one. You know, it's interesting because as a coach, um, I don't class the listing as the listing until it's collecting income, unless it's generating income for you. So once a tenant is in, in the property, is, is, it's counted as a listing, right? So, you know, there's so many avenues of where that business can be lost before that point. And we're going to be sharing with everyone today about those five points, five points of where you can still lose the listing. Okay. So, you know, you can't just assume that you've got that listing, even at the point when you've got the signature. Hey, Michael. Yeah, correct. I mean, so much goes wrong um, at all times, right? At all times. 
Now, let, let's go through it. Number one, all right, well, we'll get straight into it. People are waiting at the, end, at the edge of their seat. They're in the car. They're listening. <laughs> they're, they're focused because they're like, yeah, I've lost a, I've lost a listing before. Mm. And, and I had it. It was right in front of me. Yep. Um, you were just touching on it then, Dennis. Don't assume you've got the business because you nailed the presentation. Right? You may know your scripts. You may know your points of difference. You may know everything that you say verbatim and you nailed it. You said everything how it should be said. And yeah. you leave there feeling confident. You got that supercharge. Like, yeah, I nailed that. Speak to your yeah. boss or your partner or your team members. I got it. Every single objection, you nailed. Every question they threw at you, you nailed. You had an answer for everything. You know, and you come out. But in the end, you didn't even get the signature, right? Oh, I've got to talk to my whatever or, or whatever the case is. But you still walk out having full confidence that you nailed that presentation. You know, I remember many times um, having thinking that I'd uh, won the listing and I hadn't won it. Even doing a presentation for as a, a trainer, as a coach, going into an office thinking, wow, nailed it that day. And, and then the reviews don't come back 100%. You know, not that we ever expect it, but you, you don't get good reviews. I think also, um, and we haven't got on our list, or maybe it's a, it's a variation on our list, is um, when they're saying, look, we're going to move out of here in, in three months' time um, and um, we'll do it then. We'll go through you, right? We'd like you, you know, um, we'll, we'll, do it, we'll do it through you. Um, contact us closer to the date and, and we'll get it done. Sweet, perfect. I'll put in my calendar, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, that in, um, in, uh, in two months and one week, I will email you. Perfect. But in that time, like, you know, you don't know how many other agents have spoken to who have been mm. consistently top of mind, speaking to them, communicating with them. Because we all know there are properties out there that are being built. There might be 12 months. People may be going through a long settlement to move out. Like, well, whatever it is, there are times when it, when it blows out. The, um, I guess also too, Dennis, like there are those times when the agent gets the signature on the day. Right? They get Hold the signature on. on the day yeah. and uh, it's not going to be ready for three months or four months, but they've got the signature. And they go silent. Mm. You know, all that work, you got the signature and you go silent and they go silent. Yeah. Then they don't hear from you at all. And other agents are speaking to them and the, the developers got their own property management company or they know someone. Yeah, and look, we understand there's different legislation in different signings in different states and countries, right? But... You know, there is a little bit of a loophole in the system. Just because you've got the signature doesn't mean that they've got to stick with you, right? Because mm -hmm. no works has commenced, nothing's been done, right? So um, you've got to be really careful. Now, Michael, there's so much work that's involved in, in between, and we will get into that a little bit deeper. But, you know, it, you know, the most I've ever signed up a property is six months. So I signed it up. And then we didn't lease the property until six months because the property wasn't going to be ready for six months. So that's the, that's the period of time that, you know, Michael's talking about there. It's, you know, you've got to, you've got to have contact in between at those times because, you know, Michael, you, you touched on it earlier where you said somebody, you know, other agents are going to be calling, right? So think about it. Michael may have purchased a property through Dennis Realty. However, he's got Darren Realty that is um, that he's listed with. 
Now, I know, because I was a selling agent, that um, I'm going to be making calls to Michael, right, in between the time. And if he hasn't listed with Darren yet, um, you know, other agents are going to be calling. Michael may have called other agents as well. So, you know, there's always going to be that room that you've got to be careful and make sure that you ask for that business so you can get it. And even if it's signed from point two, no contact, when you have signed the, the property early, you've got to keep them updated on processes. What are you doing? What, you know, it could be just simply sending them, uh, you know, picking up the phone, letting them know that you're just releasing letters and you've made contact to the local council or the, um, you know, their insurance companies to let them know that you are the, the body or giving them a market update. Because you can't set the rent six months early, three months early. No, you know, it's impossible. It, it, it's hard, but you can give you can give indicatives. You know, it might be five hundred at the moment. You get five hundred dollars a week, but you can't. You, you couldn't guess COVID. You know, you couldn't guess all these things that may that may change the market then. But like in sales, we don't determine the price, mm. right? We can market to a range and um, to, to what we know other properties are renting for and, and even push the boundaries in some instances. But if it's worth 500, you're not getting a thousand, mm. right? An owner can't say, well, I, it's emotional. I've lived in the property for 20 years. It holds a lot of memories. I want double the value. It doesn't work that way, does it? You know, but so that's a perfect example of just, you know, maybe calling them once a month, um, depending how long uh, <coughs> a gap there is before that property is ready. Give them a call and advise them on what the current market's doing. Hey, I've just found out there's a hospital being built in this area, or there's a new shop coming up, or there's a, you know, um, A, B, and C. I was talking with an agency yesterday, Michael, um, in South Australia, and she's from BDM Club, and she was telling me that um, there's a governing body, not a government body, but there's a body of um, people that live in the area, they're coming together in the local community to help tenants, to help landlords, to help everyone in um, bettering their area and why people should live in their area. Mm. And I thought that's great. So, so um, this real estate agent, they're going to get involved with it to help in that community. To you know, That's news I'd be giving my owners. Just want to let you know we are part of this um, so we can um, help tenants or people living in the area appreciate why they should move into this suburb. It's also too, like if we're still touching on like that longer settlement where like it's either being um, yep. built or, you know, settlement's 120 days. If you have created a raving fan with a potential landlord around the time that they purchased a property um, and they're euphoric about it, they're happy about it, they are loving what's going on in the moment, what do you think they're going to be saying to people? They're going to be talking about you, right? And if you're not, they're going to be proud. Like, oh, I've got the best property. You know, do you need a property manager? Nope. I've got the best one signed up already. They're proactive. They're this, they're that. Here's their number. They're going to be raving fans. So never assume that just because you got a signature on a piece of paper and it's three months, four months, two months, whatever it is down the line, that you are still going to keep that listing. You need to work for it. You need, even once they're on board, you need to keep working for it. It never stops. Big time. And we're going to talk about that in the last point. So, you know, that continued contact with them prior to it. it it's like Michael, you know, I, I drive a Toyota Kluger. For, um, you know, our American listeners out there, it's the equivalent of a Highlander that you've got. 
And I love, I love it. It's a seven-seater. It fits my um, 18-year-old, 20-year-old and Maddie. She's 12 today, um, you know, and they're friends. It's a big seven-seater vehicle. It's great. I don't want any other car. As far as I'm concerned right now, it's my dream car. When I bought it, I was so happy. I was ecstatic. I was telling everyone about it. You know, it's like anyone out there that's bought a new car and you're proud, you see the photos on Facebook, everyone's happy. Wow, the reveal of a vehicle. That's how you want your owners when they sign with you. You want them to feel that euphoria of joy. So, you know, um, make sure that you are staying in contact with them and, and giving them that buzz. Mm. You know, um, it's not, you know, it's not like a testimonial. Wow. Oh, you know, it, it's a living testimonial. Is it what is. Yeah. They're, they're excited. But then I guess moving on to our, to our next point too. You've communicated with them. They're happy with you to a point. You're the BDM. Now, some agencies, the BDM is the leasing and is also the PM in one. Yep. Then you have those agencies where the BDM and leasing is one and then you pass it to a PM and then you have agencies where there's all three. Let, let's assume the BDM has passed it on to the leasing consultant. Now it's the leasing consultant's job to find a tenant. And again, it might be a market where there's oversupply, um, high vacancies, uh, or, you know, and when I say high vacancies, um, oversupply, it may not be referenced to the entire market of that area, but if you've got new builds or new apartments where there's like hundreds or, you know, high, high multiple um, dwellings, there's a high vacancy immediately. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it may not represent not in the entire marketplace, but you need to fill that. Um, if you're not, educating the owner as to why a tenant hasn't applied or moved in or kept them up to date. And a lot of people are scared to pick up the phone and tell their client, you know, someone doesn't like the pink walls. You know, they didn't like the electric oven. You know, this is the feedback, but if owners aren't getting it, their friends are like, well, why haven't you rented it out yet? Or gosh, my first mortgage payment is coming up. Mm -hmm. I've got to pay that and my home mortgage and I've got to live. And I don't know what's happening. Have we got a tenant yet? You know, it's can you communicating? You know, you if you know there's no tenant, no tenant coming on board or application, your client can call the bank and say, "Hey, look, um, letting you know that I haven't found a tenant yet. Do you mind if I defer the first payment or whatever it is, and I'll and I'll double it up on the next time around?" But it's you're letting your clients know what's happening. You're letting them know the type of people that are coming through. It may be that the rent is too high, but if you're not telling them this. Someone else will, and that someone else will get the management and then take it over. We know so many uh, property managers who consistently say that they've taken over management whilst it's being marketed. And, Michael, there's a lot of agencies out there that wait for a property to be marketed, and then the other agencies will try and poach that business. That's their tactic for growing their business. That's not a tactic that we train, okay? But... Um, there are companies that specifically target market your properties when you have commenced the marketing of it. You know, um, I was a leasing agent from 2008, right, Michael? And I was taught to call the vacant property owners, those landlords, twice a week as a minimum. Minimum. Twice a week as a minimum. And today, I don't think twice is enough. You know, you, you know, there's inspect real estate reports, there's realestate.com.au reports, there's so many reports that, you know, um, companies could be using, agencies, showing the owners, giving them evidence of how many um, people are, uh, are looking and then how many people are booking and how many people are applying. It is a numbers game. 
it's giving them that feedback. And, you know, a, a tip that we always talk about in, in having that continued contact, when you're at the property, while you're locking the property up, you could actually send a video text message to the owner. Just at your property now, I'm locking up. Um, just want to let you know, we had five people come through. Two of them, no chance will we give it to. One, I'm really hoping they apply and I have got one application. Once I get back to the office, I'll update you even further. That's, that's the continued love that they need to be getting. That You know, you don't want an owner calling the office. What is happening with my property? I haven't heard from my property manager. They have doubts in your process now. So when the other agency rings, Michael, it's looking good for you to lose the business. Yeah, definitely. All, all of a sudden, the other agencies are looking better, you know? It's a thumper to swallow too, right? Like it's, it's difficult when you get that email and get that phone call. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's a, that's a good thumper. It, it's not a good one that you want, you know, um, very well put there. You know, I, I want to bring up another point. Um, you know, what are some, what are some things, because there's another process that I feel that, um, that, that we should be updating our owners. So, you know, another point, a fourth point. So, so point one we've got is, you know, you know the presentation, but you're assuming you're getting the listing. Um, you know, you may not have asked for that. Number two is no contact when you've signed up early. But I think sometimes there's that point. Number three is that leasing process. But I think even when you sign the property up, Michael, and it might be ready within four weeks, you know, are we assuming we've still got the listing? Are, you know, there's so much work that's being done. I feel like there's um, that, you know, property managers, BDMs, you know, or leasing agents, we need to be updating the owners on all of the works that we're doing. You know, smoke alarms, you know, um, get ready reports could be getting done, letting them know that the lawn's done, the cleaning's done, um, whether, you know, if there's any maintenance that the owners had um, asked you to do and arrange, you know, update them on a regular basis. Um, you know, insurance, um, your, uh, whether you've got the strata fees and you've contacted the, um, you know, uh, all of the, um, it, it, it even could be at that point of if there's a tenant in place, Michael, right, and you're taking over um, in, you know, 30 or 60 days, depending on the notice, yeah. letting the owners know we've contacted the current tenants, we've contacted the agency, we've contacted the council so they all know to transfer it back. There's a lot of work that we're doing. If you just sign it and then 90 days later or 60 days, depending on the notice period, um, they might all of a sudden, you know what, guys, I'm actually happy with my agent. I've had no contact with you, haven't heard from you. I, I'm, you know, I'm cancelling it. I'm going to stick to who I'm with. Definitely. You know, it's, uh, I, I, I'm just thinking just then, um, we were talking to someone the other week and they were blindsided um, by, by this too, where they thought they did everything. You know, you just can't take it for granted. Like every single presentation lead that you get, you can't take it for granted. It doesn't matter if your success rate is 100%, 60%. Mm. Well, but 60%, I guess, you know, you, you know that you only might get the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but that's where conversion is. And money's in the follow-up. Mm. in the follow-up. You know, if I had, a, a, you know, I'd have a bit of a Jafar moment if I knew that my um, BDM was only getting six out of 10 presentations. I'd certainly be, you know, reviewing those numbers and I'd be... Um, working on training on scripts and dialogues or what are they saying at the property or how are they presenting, etc. Is there any follow-up in place? I'd be looking at those as well. 
Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, let's think about all of the works that, you know, a property manager does before, you know, you, you even start to market the property. Okay, you've got your cleaning that could be done, you know, your connection services um, for the existing uh, outgoing owner or whatever the case is. You know, a property manager should be, you know, going to the property, having a quick look. If a BDM's done the sign-up or the leasing, you know, they could find things that the BDM never saw. Um, or it could have been, um, you know, a takeover of a property that a, a, an existing agent had done the outgoing. And they're thinking the property's good. So, you know, you should revisit the property before marketing's done. So this is where for us, Dennis, like, you know, I had those hand guides where the hand guides, which I would kind of, I would work through with the owners, let them know these are the things that we do. These are the things that we take care of. This yeah. is what happens with maintenance. This is what happens with, um, uh, you know, the first time NBN connection or, um, you know, power okay. connection uh, because, you know, who pays, who pays the initial connection charge? Who pays? We had all that there. NBN telephone, for example, who pays for that initial connection for them as well? The internet? Yeah, it's methodical. And then we had, um, I'll, have to, I'll have to find this document where it was, I took it from a sales one where it was um, 99, 99 things that we have to do to get the property done um, prepared before it's listed, right, okay. for, for, for rent. And I'll find it. Let me, let me try and find it and then I'll give it to Darren. And no, Darren, I won't get everyone to email Darren at igtmail.com unless they want a copy of it if I can find it. Um, but it was like 99 um, things to do. And you, you would give that to the owner and say, great, thanks for coming on board. Now, these are the things we have to do. Okay. So what, what, how often were you communicating with the owner when those, you know, let's say out of the 99, um, the things, how would you contact them at 10 points? Every 10, just let you know, these are done. These are done. This is next in line. Email, telephone. Yeah, well, I let, them, I, I let them know kind of like what every single stage was. So they knew that it was quite labour intensive rather than... Um, because, you know, some owners think that what property managers do is nothing. They just collect rent. Mm. But they, they forget that like they're on call during their shift. They are taking the emotional barrage of whatever's going on in the tenant's personal life. Um, and then they've got to go... They have to go home and carry all this on their shoulders and they struggle leaving it at the door. But an owner just gets their rent statement get their money and and you have to dig all the punching bag there's an entire process every office should have a um a new management checklist form so once that new management is signed um you know and it's okay to actually take that to the presentation and show the owners right that's another training session altogether all the works that's getting done and but it's the important thing that we're talking about is communicating with them during that process so they can see that you are actually doing all the work. It's not, you know, you don't list a property and then just organise a photographer. You know, inputting the data into the, the computer system, into your softwares, etc. There's so much work that needs to be done. Now, you, you know, you're talking about those books, you know, you've got the tenant handbooks that um, Darren um, has just released and the, um, the landlord handbooks, etc. If anyone wants any information on those books, just go to the pmpowerkeys.com and you can have a look at all of the information there. Some amazing tools and great systems there that um, Darren has developed um, to help systemize and help you win more business, you know, along the way as well. Um, Michael, you use those tools as well. 
Yeah, I love those hand guides. Again, yeah. I was using them well before I was um, I was involved, and I still use them. I still use the same ones that I've got. Still, perfect. Yeah. You know, okay. So let's go to the next. Let's go to the next point. So we've leased the property now, Michael. Um, so the BDM's like, oh great, I don't have to call them anymore if there's a BDM in place. Well, the leasing agents, great, all done. My job's done. Wipe their hands off it. You know, the property manager, great. Don't have to call that owner anymore. It's all done. The rent's going to be collected now. Job's not done. Not done. It's not we, done. We're assuming that um, the owners are happy with that entire process. We're assuming that they're going to stay with us. Um, was the question asked, you know, do we know if, if they're potentially thinking about, you know, you finding a tenant and then they will take over the management and give you um, their certified, you know, time notice. So they'll take over. You know, you may put someone in they know. You know, I've actually got a, a very good friend that's renting one of my properties and I do not want to have any involve, involvement at all. But, uh, you know, some owners might think, you know what, I know him, I'll, I'll just collect the rent. You know, there's so much work involved. So, that, that communication needs to be kept up as well and, and reminding the owners of certain things. I just think that just because an owner doesn't communicate with you doesn't mean they don't want to hear from you, mm. right? Like, so tenants have signed on, they've moved in, it's now with the PM, you know, shortly after... And everyone says, oh, yeah, I've got some sleeper landlords. They're fine. You know, that I haven't spoken to them in a long time, but they don't want to speak to us, right? They may not want to speak to you, but it doesn't mean they don't want to hear from you. Silence is the hammer to the nail in the coffin for you losing the management. Because someone else out there is going to be speaking to them. And that could be through marketing, could be through direct approach, could be a, a, num a number of avenues. But if you're not speaking to your client, I guarantee you someone is. If yeah. they're worth their salt, someone else is out there prospecting. And, and a good way, we'll give a couple of tips of some things that you can do. You know, the BDM or the listing agent should be calling the owners two weeks after the tenants have moved into the property. Give them a call. You know, the BDM is the one that went out there and promised the world. So, you know, find out whether they're happy with the processes, et cetera. And if they weren't, then you can look at refining those processes. If they were, that there's a great opportunity. They're at their happiest points. And that's when you might reach out and ask for a testimonial, a video testimonial, a Google review, et cetera. Do they know anyone else? Do they have any other properties um, that you can help them with, um, you know, as well? So, um, you know, that's that's how you create that raving fan is having that continued phone call to them, um, you know, and uh, and after that point, you know, it's that's when you might, you know, throughout that management period because you don't want to fall into that category of, you know, they're happy, like Michael said, because they're silenced, you know, have those no reason calls that you give them a call. You don't want that phone call to be the tenant's not paying the rent during that, 12 month period or there's maintenance issues, et cetera, or the first routine. They're your standard job. There's got to be happy calls that are done as well. Now, Michael, um, I like what you said. I think that's really good when you're talking about um, if there's silence, it, it doesn't mean that everything's donkey dory, you know, 
Um, if you are going to make a call, uh, giving an owner an update, let's say, you know, the tenants may have just lost their job, but they could be two weeks in front of the rent. You know, don't call the owner straight away. Don't let them know, okay, because that's just putting a little bit of stress on them. You know, that's when you can have a communication with the tenant. Okay, that's great. No problem. Sorry to hear that um, you've lost your job. What are the processes that you're putting in place now? Okay, great. You're going to Centrelink in Australia, we call it, which is a government body that helps um, pay um, a, 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 a small wage, should we say, to help them through the period. Um, you know, get them to make those processes and reach back to you. So you're giving the owner a little bit of respite. Had a call from the tenant the other day that advised they lost their job, but however, they've got these processes in place to ensure that the rent's still going to be collected. So there's, it's just another way of generating a better communication skill or better communication to those owners as well. Mm. But let, let's recap. So the five assumptions, okay, that we've got is I know the presentation and you think you're going to get the listing. You know, number two is there's, you know, no contact in between and you've signed that property up early. The, um, the third step we spoke about was that leasing process, you know, that continued communication throughout that leasing process. The next one we did was, you know, giving them updates from when you've signed the property up through to the commencement of the leasing, such as, you know, the photography's done, you know, the, the cleaners are through, the smoke alarms are done, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the, the last step that we're talking about is no contact after the lease signing, you know, or once the tenants have moved in. You know, five key points there that we can cover if you can have that level of communication down pat, you know, communication is one of the key reasons why business is lost, why property managers, you know, or real estate businesses are losing the business, you know. So, um, you know, great topic that we covered here today, Michael, you know, um, those assumptions, the five assumptions, that, um, you know, in losing business. Uh, look, I, I can easily say that, um, you know, I even had, I, I, I'd like to add another assumption here. I've signed up a property thinking, great, nailed it, got the photography, got this, got that. But I missed the boat on the owner, me not um, preempting the owner, that they can't just turn down every tenant that we provide to them, even though they're really good. They kept on turning the tenants down, you know, because it wasn't their style of tenant. You know, I didn't educate them properly enough. I was just battling to beat those five other agencies I was up against, happy to get it. So um, we actually terminated. It's crazy. I had, I had an experience where we, we managed this unit. It was, it was one of two, and we managed one at the back. And, um, and the neighbours were looking to rent out their property, and the owner of our one, who's a raving fan, said, you got to speak to us. And this is like years ago. And I went out there and met with them. They were, they were an older couple and walked them through everything. They were really happy with every <clears throat> with everything, and um, really, they were really happy with everything. And I said, "Great!" And I think it was a Friday, and I actually got back to them on a Thursday. And in that time, they'd signed with someone else because they didn't hear from me. Oh, and um, that was just soul destroying, right? Because I'm like, "Yep, no problem. Um, I want to come out for rent shortly. So what I'll do is I will market them, and this is what I'll do, and I'll get the people through, and I'll rent it." 
Um, I didn't really understand their full pressure points under there. This would have been maybe four or five years ago, actually. And I think because I was doing really well in listing, my confidence and cockiness was really high. I was like, yep, same dunk. I've got, the, I've got this one, got this covered. We've got the basics. And, and, I, and I missed the steps. And it yep. just goes to show that like, even when you're doing really, really well, follow the process. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly an numbers game. Yeah, excellent. No, that's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, um, assumptions that can lose you the business. We can all fall into it. Um, I've easily fallen into two or three of, of those five that we covered. Um, so, you know, stay alert, be on top of your game, keep those communications levels up, and, you know, certainly reach out to us if you have any questions at all. Uh, and we've got a couple of free downloads at www.bdmcoach.com.au go and have a look at them and um, yeah if anyone's got questions again contact Michael myself or Darren and uh, thanks everyone out there for tuning in today hope your new business is on fire <laughs>